Welcome to the Binge Breakers Podcast. I'm Jacqueline. I am here to teach you how I overcame bulimia and my binge eating disorder, and how you can too. Through simple steps of mind management, repairing your relationship with yourself, understanding your habits, and intuitive eating. Disclaimer. This recording is not intended to be utilized as medical advice or a medical diagnosis. If you think you're in need of medical attention or treatment, please seek it immediately. This recording will also contain sensitive subjects such as binging and purging, weight and depression. Please listen at your own discretion and do what you think is best for you. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. I want to talk today about responsible eating. (laughs) responsible driving, but responsible eating. Cause I think, um, I've talked about responsibility a lot on this podcast in terms of your eating behaviors and your recovery and stuff like that. But I want to talk about it in a way and a way to apply responsibility to eating. That doesn't feel restrictive. That doesn't feel like total crap and feels like you're being, I don't know, adult with your food, I guess, adultish with your food while still being able to enjoy your food. I feel like I practice responsible eating. Um, It's very similar to intuitive eating, if not just one of the principles in there, but I'm going to explain it because a lot of people misunderstand it. I've been getting a lot of questions about intuitive eating lately and what it actually means. And is it just eating, trusting every whim, or is there more structure to it than that? So I was having a very intellectually stimulating conversation with a client about cookies. (laughs) As silly as it sounds, we were talking about cookies today and she had a really good week, but she binged, I think twice it was out of the whole week, maybe even just one time, but basically she had a binge and she was doing a lot of good things. We were reviewing what was going well for her, but then we talked about the binge that happened and she said something that made me think binges are still offering her something and during binges is when she'd allow herself to eat cookies And part of her thought process during the binge was, we just want to be able to eat the cookies. And so that provoked a conversation of why not just have the cookies outside of a binge? Why not just allow yourself cookies? And then it brought up this whole topic of, well, if I have just one cookie, I can't just have just one cookie. I have to have all the cookies. And if I eat cookies, I'm only going to be satisfied if I have the whole box. So I might as well not eat them. It's going to be way too many calories. I'm going to gain weight. I'm going to keep doing it day after day after day. And we were talking about, okay, if you were to eat cookies and you want to eat cookies and you want to stop binge eating, you probably need to incorporate these cookies in your life in some capacity, but learn how to eat them with responsibility. And that was one of our goals is like eat cookies responsibly. Uh, And we were talking about how do you indulge and enjoy a treat, but then how do you also draw the line? And I'll be completely honest. I mean, I don't have that ravenous binge urge anymore. That's not there Uh, unless I haven't eaten all day and I'm really stressed out for some reason. And it's never really as strong as it used to be. But what I do have is when I will eat cake or something like, for example, my boyfriend and I went and had some cheesecake and I could have easily eaten a whole slice of cheesecake and some of my boyfriends, I could probably have two slices of cheesecake, probably could have had a crap ton of cheesecake. And the reason being is that cheesecake, it's very calorie dense it doesn't take up a whole lot of volume in your stomach. It's not meant to be satisfying. I mean, it can be after a little while, after you've given your stomach a time to catch up, but you eat a slice of cheesecake. It's not going to be very satisfying. What it is going to be is delicious. And it's going to want make you want to eat more because it's high fat, high calorie, salty, sweet. Your body's like, wow, I don't know what type of plant this is, but you should keep on eating it. It's so great. Like we're going to survive for a long time. Cheesecake, cookies, crackers, stuff like that. If you want to call it air quotes, junk food, 
it's not meant to be perfectly satiating. And a lot of them like Doritos, right? They're, they're meant to make you want to eat more. And so I never, I still struggle with sometimes if I'm having something like cheesecake or a brownie or something, I'm never after that brownie piece, just one piece, like I'm completely satisfied and I could never possibly eat two pieces. Like I do want to keep on eating more. The reason that I don't, or if I do, I'm very intentional about it. And I'll go past like my fullness signals and stuff like that is because I firstly know that it's just not smart to fill up on cheesecake if or whatever you're eating. And I also know that if I ate more than what I feel like is a reasonable portion for me, and that's different for everyone, I would probably feel sick later. It doesn't align with my lifestyle to eat seven pieces of cheesecake versus just one. Um, that just doesn't fit. I probably feel sick. I feel sluggish. I would not, my body wouldn't handle that well. I'd probably have indigestion because that's a lot of fat and sugar all at once. It probably wouldn't uh, sit so well, many different reasons. So in the moment, I'm like, I could totally eat more of this, but I do know deep down, this isn't within our best interest. And so I draw a boundary. And of course, this is combined with me eating properly and having proper nutrition. I never just sit down and only have a brownie expecting myself to be satiated because of course, then you haven't had enough value in your stomach. You haven't had enough calories. So you're going to want more. But I'll draw a boundary with that food and I'll still have a little bit of lingering desire. Usually it feels like, oh, just have another bite. It's not going to harm you to have a little bit more. Like, let's just, we're not really that full. We could totally eat more. Does it really matter? All those thoughts can still come up for me there. Again, they're not as strong as when I was binge eating. There's not a desire to eat the whole pan of brownies anymore. But I'm able to, in that moment make a decision that isn't necessarily necessarily aligned with my urgent desire, but it is aligned with my long-term desire. And that's what I would call responsible eating, where you know in the moment, just like a kid who's wanting ice cream for dinner, you're going to encourage them to eat their actual dinner and then have ice cream later if they want it. Not because ice cream's bad, not because ice cream's awful, not because they're going to get fat if they have ice cream, because you know that eating ice cream for dinner is probably going to leave them still wanting more and it's not going to be very nutrient dense and you want them to grow strong and you want them to be healthy. Those are the reasons. And so you almost have to parent yourself in the same way in that moment from a really kind way. And I want to be so clear because I think people, they hear this and they think immediately, oh, restriction, saying no to food in any possible way, not indulging in every single whim and craving and desire your body has is restriction. That's not true. And that's not the world we live in. Your body does get it wrong sometimes, especially if your body eats something like Cheez-Its or Doritos or cheesecake, whatever it is. That's not meant to be satiating. It is different from what your body would be normally used to. And I'm not trying to be one of those people that like whose cavemen did it, we should do it. But our body's not necessarily adapted to the current diet that we have and the technology that we have. So when it tastes something that's super calorie dense and tasty and is the perfect combination of salt and sugar and crunch, you're going to want to keep eating it. And does that mean that your body can't be trusted? No, it just means that you need to be aware that, okay, these things are good, but they're not necessarily what you want to have a ton of. So you want to be careful of that. And I think eating with the air of how can I take care of myself and how can I eat so that I'm not sick later, that I don't regret it later, that I don't feel completely awful, that it's not um, aiding my lifestyle. Like for example, if I had pizza and then went straight to the gym, it probably wouldn't be a good idea or went straight on a run. 
or whatever, I'm not going to do that. Not because I can't have pizza, but because I do care about functionality and performance. Just like if you're going to work, it's not just about fitness. If you're going to work or you have to concentrate on something, it's probably not the best idea to eat five bowls of cereal because you're going to crash hard from that sugar, right? And then you're going to be in a total mental fog. Like people think you can only possibly say no to food because of restriction and dietary, uh, like trying to lose weight, but there's other things to it. And constantly overeating isn't in alignment with who I want to be. So taking it back to this client, I asked her, how do you in the moment, how many cookies do you feel like is reasonable to you? And we are talking about these principles. Let me actually pull them up so that I have them to discuss with you guys. Or the principles. Um, I told her, if you want to eat cookies responsibly, you have to do these three things. So one, you need to allow cookies more frequently in your life. You need to practice eating them without binging. So actually experience them, show your body you can have them outside of binges because the only time you're eating them is while you're binging them. And then when you're eating them, actually enjoy yourself and think thoughts about how the cookies are good and and indulge in them and actually be mindful while eating them and see how you feel while eating them. And if you actually even like them, because sometimes people's binge foods they don't even like. And then two, you need to learn how to eat them moderately and manage unmet desire. And that's one of the key things here is that just because I say no to food sometimes, just because you say no to food doesn't mean you're not going to have the desire there. It's just like binge urges, but a little bit different, a little bit more tricky. But I told her, especially if you are under scarcity from food and you have not, if you've not allowed yourself this at all, you're going to eat the two to three cookies. And then you're going to think, I want way more. And it's going to be even more heightened because you never allow yourself to have them. So in that instance, you're the one that's going to have to parent yourself and guide yourself through that and be like, it's okay that you want more. It's totally understandable, but then you need to remind yourself in that moment, you can have more later if you want. This is not the last time. I promise we won't not allow you to have those anymore. It's not a big deal, but right now we're going to choose not to have more because of X, Y, and Z reasons, and they're different for everyone. And then make the decision and move forward, right? And then preferably eat these foods when you've had actually a full meal as well. Don't just have all these foods that are very intensely overeating foods on an empty stomach. It's not going to be a really good idea. The last thing is trusting yourself that it will be okay no matter what, and that you can trust yourself to overeat a little bit. Because when I do choose to indulge in treat foods or whatever, I'm not trying to fit them into my perfect diet. This this client happens to do calorie count, but when I ate the cheesecake uh, Saturday, I didn't in any way think that was going to fit into my diet. I wasn't, I wasn't thinking, oh, like I'm going to try to figure out how to make sure I have, I compensate for cheesecake in this sense. I knew it was overeating. I knew it was going to have more calories than I needed that day. I don't really track calories, but I do understand energy in versus energy out and stuff like that. And I knew I definitely ate more than I needed that day, but I just accepted that I'm not going to beat myself up over this. I'm not going to try to compensate later because the threat of compensation definitely makes you overeat more in the moment or binge and purge and try to take drastic action. I know I'm just going to move on. And I also know that I'm going to return to normal eating after this. I'm not just going to eat cheesecake for the rest of my life. It's not going to become this awful reoccurring cycle. So you'll need to remind yourself and have trust yourself that it will be okay and try to encourage yourself of that. And then prove it to yourself over and over again by taking this action and actually practicing eating whatever it is responsibly. But 
eating responsibly or whatever you want to call it. I think it is a great principle to incorporate with intuitive eating. A client was asking me the other day, cause she's going through a phase that a lot of different clients go through, which is they stop binging, they stop purging, but they're still overeating. That's what I see a lot. It's like they stop those behaviors, but the overeating keeps going. Right. And she asked me, is this going to end? And I said, for some people, it just ends on its own, especially like the very rebellious people. They, the people that have trouble with boundaries and telling themselves what to do, and they're going to rebel against anything that anyone says, those people probably just need to overeat till they don't feel like it anymore. For, for those of us, I was more someone that, that was okay with having authority with myself and telling and drawing boundaries with myself, gentle boundaries. For me, overeating, overeating didn't go away until I took responsibility for what I was doing. And that overeating actually didn't feel good. And I needed to make changes in those moments. I needed to be more mindful in those moments. I needed to, to say to myself, we can overeat, but is that really what we want to do in this moment? Because it doesn't feel good long-term. Does this align with us? And it took saying no in those moments, but in a very different way than I did before, which is like, you can't have any food because if you do, you gain weight. There's just a different vibe. So for that client, I told her it can go away. And it will go away, but you need to start taking some responsibility for the overeating in the moment by being a bit more mindful, practicing some of the tools we talked about, and then applying them and seeing what happens. But it can totally go away, and you're the person that can do it, which is a really good thing. Uh, intuitive eating, it gets a really bad rap because people think it's just trusting every single whim that your body has. I don't think that's what intuitive eating is. And I think that's where people have misinterpreted the book. The book specifically has something about gentle nutrition, which I think is important. You ultimately get to decide at the end of the day what you eat and don't eat. And you should listen to your hunger and fullness and satiety cues. You really should. And you should honor your cravings sometimes, especially if they're constantly going. Maybe there's something there to it. And you get to choose and decide when you want to indulge in those cravings. But intuitive eating isn't just running with every single whim. It is trying to consider what are my cues saying? How do I feel when I eat these things? And how can I eat in a way that feels good to me in this moment based on everything, including critical thinking skills. And I think that's what everyone throws out the window and they think I just have to trust what my body says. I, I shouldn't think at all. And it's like, no, you should use your brain when it comes to intuitive eating. You should think, you should you should look into, do I feel hungry right now? Okay, cool. And then you, cause like when I make food, food decisions now, I consider um, I'm hungry. What do I have to do for the rest of the day? And also um, what foods feel good to me, you know, right now? What what do I need out of food right now? Have I had a lot of protein yet today? I sometimes struggle to get my protein in. Um, and also like if I haven't had a lot of vegetables that day, I'll try to have more vegetables. Like that's not not just trusting my body because if I just trusted my body, I'll probably eat whatever's most convenient and already made, but that's not always the best decision. So I needed to take into account multiple factors to decide what I want to eat. And I'd suggest the same for you. I'm not trying to make you overthink it, but I'm just saying intuitive eating, responsible eating, intentional eating, people call it all sorts of different bullshit, but eating in a way that works for you requires critical thinking skills and requires you to make decisions that are also considering other factors, using your nutritional knowledge, using your understanding of your own body and the things you need to do throughout the day. It's not just about trusting every whim. And when it comes to especially indulgent food, 
It's not that those foods are bad. It's not that they have control over you. It's not that you need to be scared of them, but you do need to be aware of them. And sometimes you do need to gently learn how to say no to yourself in a very kind way. And I think always when I have boundaries with food, the switch that I made, because beforehand I made boundaries with food as if I was a wild animal that needed to be contained and that I was totally untrustworthy. My boundaries with food now are for me. I understand that they are something I have put into place because I know it's going to be better for me long-term. And that's why I just, you won't see me diving face down into cheesecake because my body says we want to eat the whole thing, which again, doesn't really happen. But I definitely like when I was like uh, this weekend, I'm like, I could eat multiple slices of cheesecake for sure, but I didn't do it. Not because I couldn't, but because I knew that long-term, that's not going to suit me for multiple different reasons. And that sort of boundary, when you're doing it from a place of caring and love and responsibility for yourself, feels a lot better than a boundary that's set out of fear and self-hatred and um, unreasonable standards. And again, just to reiterate, I feel like I've repeated this before, but make sure your boundaries aren't unreasonable. That's where people, that's where people draw into being disordered, right? I feel like eating disorders... Again, people hear the word boundaries and like, that's just restriction. That's just an eating disorder. But eating disorders, I feel like come from the place of making decisions that harm you with food. And you can make decisions with food that are helping you. But when it crosses into a territory of sacrificing your mental or physical health for the decisions you're making with food, that's probably when it becomes disordered, which is good. It's an interesting distinction because different people have different lines where it's harmful to them. So it's important to know your line and what works for you and what doesn't work, which is always when I work with people, I try to figure out how they function and then develop boundaries and rules and solutions that work best for them. And it's kind of a team effort instead of just me handing them a meal plan or something and being like, do this, why don't you do it? Because everyone functions differently and everyone thinks differently. So yeah. All right. This is, this is, uh, devolved a bit. I've been a bit distracted during this podcast, so I do apologize, but thank you for listening. I hope that this gave you, gave you a different perspective on intuitive eating, that it's not just trusting every whim. And you can think of like this week, if you go about my assignment to you, my little challenge is to consider with each meal, how can I eat responsibly? If I were gently parenting myself, how would I go about this meal? And don't overthink it. Don't spend too much time on it. We don't want you to go to the opposite direction where you're just overthinking every single food decision. That's also not helpful. But if you have an indulgent meal coming up or you are really struggling when you're eating cookies or junk food and always just it ends up in a binge or you we eat way too much of it, if that's the case, then I would consider how can you go about eating these cookies or junk food things in a responsible manner and how can you still enjoy it take part in it and and allow yourself to indulge without guilt but then also where do you want to draw the line and why do you want to draw that line in a way that feels good to you for reasons that help you versus harm you and then how do you want to enforce that line again in a way that feels good to you not just like a strict restrictive jail cell way a nice guiding parental way all right, I'll let you guys go here. Thank you for listening. If you would like more help uh, with bulimia recovery and binge eating recovery, obviously I know a lot about it and my program really, really helps people. So if you want to work for me one, work with me one to one, my six month bulimia recovery private coaching program has one more space available for April. There may be more spaces opening up in uh 
May, but I don't know for sure yet. I'm possibly offering some different things then, but for my bulimia recovery coaching, there's one space open. So if you'd like to work with me, all you need to do is book a consult on my website and we'll discuss whether or not we are a good fit. I always like to talk to people and make sure that, um, first of all, I, I can't help them because sometimes people need more medical attention before I can safely help them. And then also just if they, you know, we were a good vibe. Sometimes I'm just not people's cup of tea. So that's also important. And then on the consult, I'll also discuss with you what you actually want out of recovery because it's different from everyone. And then also what challenges you're facing to get there and what are the solutions, whether you work with me or not. So you can find information for that at bingebreakers.com. And I also have a group coach program and a free course. The group coaching program is super affordable and we meet every Sunday at 9 a.m. Mountain Time and you're welcome to leave your camera off if you feel nervous about that in the program. And then the free course is a free course and it's super helpful and I post content on my Instagram too. And that's all just binge breakers. So you can find that there. I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Um, I hope that, I think this week is going to be much better than last week. And I, I set uh, my timer for Instagram to be very low on my phone. I set it to 15 minutes only per day. And it's been wonderful to confine my social media time. I've been a lot clearer headed, so that's been helpful. Uh, if you're struggling, I'd highly recommend doing the same. But I hope you get a chance to be outdoors. The weather's getting so much nicer. And enjoy the last week of April. All right. Bye, everyone. Never give up on yourself. Hey, if you found this episode helpful, check out my website at bingebreakers.com. It has free courses, awesome group coaching, and private coaching available to you right now.